Hello and welcome to Left on Red, where we cover part four, The Last 16 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. I got Shane and Nick with me today to help me discuss the 48 laws of power. You feeling powerful right now, Nick? I'm feeling very powerful. Well, we're about to On find out. On a scale of 4 to 32, how powerful are you feeling right now, Nick? I'd give it a solid 28. Okay. okay. Really? You're a math guy. What percentage is that? Oh, fuck. Here we go. 88 around there. Oh, shit. Right, we're going to run the math after this episode to see how close you are. All right, Please Shane. Please between, between 20 and 42, I'm about at a 36, law 36, create compelling spectacles. Oh, that was a good segue. Honestly, this one's pretty vague. Create compelling spectacles. So this is kind of like a, like a all press is good press kind of vibe is what I get to it. So it's like you kind of want to be the center of attention to always have people looking on you to stay relevant, mm-hmm. to kind of like push yourself up. If nobody cares about you. You're never going anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Shane? Do you create compelling spectacles? Honestly, I try ever since I read that law because I don't want to be just lost as like another face in the crowd. You know, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I think you're an easy person to go out or like go out of your way to do something like compelling, like to yeah. do something crazy to be yeah. like the look. It's funny you say that because my goal in spring to summer 2020 was just to have a lit Snapchat story. Yeah, that was it. And I made it happen. And that was like the essence of creating a spectacle. Yeah, I don't, I don't really look at a lot of people's Snapchat stories, but if it's yours, I always look at it. Cause yeah, it's usually, it's that, usually that interesting. my heart. It's usually interesting or yeah. it's like way out of context where I'm like, the fuck is this? this yeah. What is going on? Do you yeah, see that, that crazy, one where it's me just like sledding through the woods and then you get like me like feeding a horse? Yeah, like, yeah. Like in the middle of the night, like out of no, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's literally like, man, this guy crazy. That's and not even like a horse, it's just like a horse's lips. It's like out of nowhere, like yeah. on the screen, like what the hell's going on right yeah. now? <laughs> what do you say, Nick? You create compelling spectacles? Are you the center of attention at your workplace? I can't say I am. I keep it low key so people don't notice me and I don't have heat coming on me. You take the low road. I yeah. respect it though. It's how you stay on the radar. Yeah. That's why I don't install Instagram, don't install TikTok. All related back to that. That's why no one will remember your name. Exactly. Okay, this leads me into a thought that I've been just dying to get out. All right. So in college, in university, and in high school, we're essentially paying people to read our work. Hey, I did this essay. They're forced to read it because they're getting paid to read it, right? Now you leave all the education space and you're writing papers on your own or you're doing work on your own. You're, no one's getting paid to read that stuff. So it's a completely different vibe. Then that begs the question, how do you make people interested in your stuff? That loops back around to creating spectacles. Compelling spectacles. Exactly. So you could have new information. So like a really good PowerPoint. Essentially. That that could be a great spectacle. (laughs) Is soup a cereal? Is cereal a soup? (laughs) Yes or no. Discuss. (laughs) So you could have new information, like something super, it could be irrelevant, but it could be new and no one's going to care. Oh, there's three of us in the room now. Okay, cool. It's new information, but no one cares, right? Yeah. You need to have information that breaks the status quo. Because if you're just agreeing with everybody, hey, welcome to Left on Red, the podcast where we agree with all and everything that everyone ever says and we don't really make any waves. Where we're rich and complain about yeah. small things in life. Exactly. Like yeah, we don't really have problems. Like we're just like going along with it, right? No one's going to listen. That. No one's going to care. But if you break the status quo, if you do things that people aren't expecting, like creating compelling spectacles, yes, man, people are going to not only get interested, but they're going to like, 
be on your side and they're going to vouch for you. Yeah, just like this podcast. What a creative spectacle that is, eh? Yeah. Yes. Nick's the number one fan, for sure. I am. That's, That's why you're on, spectacle. Thanks. I'll make my own shirt next time I show up. Just have your name on it. Yeah. It'll be good. God. Everyone is just going to ask you, what's that shirt from? It's the best podcast in the world. Ooh. Joe I'll make Rogan. some t-shirt art. I got you. Yeah, I'll do that. Honestly, I watch your podcast more than Joe Rogan, so there's that. Oh, Ooh. let's get it. Ooh, that's what we want to hear. Law 37, associate, or sorry, associating yourself with images or symbols will enhance your power. Oh my God. I, I, I don't want to dominate the podcast, true. but I want to hear what you guys think about it. I literally think this goes straight down to like any like powerful person in history comparing themselves to any type of deity. So it's like any like people like claiming that they are a God King or that they are chosen from God yeah. is that they're like comparing themselves yeah. to a worshiped deity that yeah. everyone can relate to. Yeah. So if they think, you know, if you're, you know, like a Christian or a Catholic in 1200 and all of a sudden this dude comes up and he's like, I've been chosen by God. You love this God guy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like so you're like man this god guy is pretty cool and he seems to like this guy down here yeah i probably like this guy too yeah it's like a reference yeah it's only really just how much like lying and deceiving is what got people to power back well, in the day yeah it still happens today with brands like everybody wants to attach themselves to a symbol or an image so that when you think of that symbol or image if it's common they'll be like oh that's this person. What do you think was Gucci Mane? Yeah. What do you think was the biggest flop in trying to associate yourself with images or symbols? Oh, Honestly, I would say it was Supreme. That whole like Supreme you, shit that came and went in like less than six months in my eyes. Wow. Everyone yeah. wanted that five hundred dollars Supreme hoodie when it was just a fucking hoodie that said Supreme on it. Yeah. Now it like just, all like, the stuff is popping off. But this kind of brings me into what I'm going to do, and it may crash and burn, or it might be the smartest thing I ever do. What was the rule again? associating yourself with images or symbols will enhance your power. Okay. I hope no realtors are listening to this because oh, this no. is going to be like the my grandiose idea, my magnum opus. So Hold I'm going to get... Jason, Jason, stop listening, man. Yeah. Oh, Jason's going to be a realtor? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Jay. Hey. Quick, trademark this. Yeah. I want to say it now. So I'm going to get myself... <laughs> Give this guy an edge. <laughs> I'm giving myself a reason to get myself a fancy car so I can wrap it with a specific pattern and that pattern I'm going to use on everything I do. It's going to be on my signs. It's going to be on my card. It can be, it's going to be on everything. So when people see that pattern, they're going to say, holy shit, that's Shane Varga. Everything's going to be wrapped in this. Isn't that like that's the plumbers idea. that put the like plumbing things on their cars? Have you never heard of this? I don't know what he's talking about either. This is like company trucks. You get tax off if you put your logo on the truck in that. Oh. So like plumbing trucks will put their logo on it so that they can get tax off on it. Oh. I have no idea. It's an actual thing. I can see it making sense, but I don't understand. I don't necessarily like know what he's talking about. But I think you're right in the sense that it's way easier to associate yourself with an image to make people know that it's you 
You know, like yeah. like you don't know McDonald's by seeing McDonald's. You know it by seeing those fucking golden arches on yeah. the freeway, right? Yeah. So it's like if you're seeing that pattern, that symbol, that image mm-hmm. that people have associated with you, it's way quicker to embody in people's heads than yeah. just to read chain real estate. And exactly. you can even lead like farther into that, into psychology of it, to see what attracts people's eyes too. Yeah, like, like how much social media websites focus on their colors yeah, to get people in. That's it. You know, like yeah. Facebook's blue is said to like put like a calming mean and like keep you awake. To yeah. keep you on it so you like stay up on Facebook. That's crazy. It's like um there's a study that showed I think on Tinder if you wear red you're more likely to have matches. Really? Yes. I just oh. picked red in uh, Among Us because it's said to be the imposter most of the time. Oh. That's a that's an interesting fact. I don't know how true <laughs> that is. But. I, don't know. I just I read it so I do it. I've associated red with killing with being the imposter so mm. I pick red. Damn. We're also left on red, which is why I picked red. Associating yourself with mics. a symbol. Oh yeah. My God. With the color red. That's so smart. Yeah, I, I got a red Powerade too. Oh my God. Meant got to a be. red pool table over there too. Whoa. Oh, all the symbols. It's all coming together now. All the imagery. So what kind of like symbol or image were you thinking of or pattern? Honestly, I can't tell because I know Jay was going to be a realtor. He's going to be, he's going to be doing my shit now, but it's probably going to be. But he's behind. Is like, he? Yeah, he like started recently. Here's here's what you do. Like started like, schooling for it recently. Like Humber? I don't know what you're talking about. Because there's two things you can do to be a realtor. An online college, which you could have done like a while ago, which is coming to an end in like 90 days. Um, or you go through like a two or three year course to be a realtor in Toronto. I don't know what he's doing then, honestly. It's hard to do it now. What's here's up? what you do for the power play. Yeah. You make your symbol Jason. <laughs> no! Put his face on my signs! Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, but, then, the real, but then what do you do when you think you're getting Jay and Shane shows up? Well, they yeah, married you It's a pleasant point. surprise. It's a reverse catfish. <laughs> no offense, yeah, Jay. Have you, ever, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, <laughs> have you guys ever stood beside each other? Mm. <laughs> Shane's so upset with me saying that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Abort, abort, abort. Let's uh, move on to the next power. Oh, <laughs> 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 Shane. Shane's definitely leaving my voice crack in now. You know know what's happening. Law 38. Think as you like, but behave as others. What do you think of that, Shane? I'm going to take a quick pause. (laughs) You take a quick pause? (laughs) Nick, what do you think about that? It's like the whole, like, you have different uh, masks for certain situations. Yeah. Like, you go into work, you have a, a work mask that you act a certain way when you're with these people because it's maybe more acceptable. Yeah, we've talked about this before, like compared to one of the other ones where like you have, everyone has like a different type of mentality or personality depending on who they're with. Exactly. So it's definitely like when you're in a new situation, you want to mirror those people so that you have your own thoughts and your own minds, but you're behaving like them to be like a part of them. Yeah. So like move up in a new crowd. See, Shane's just thinking in his own way, very upset with me. But he should be behaving like us to continue the podcast topics growing. Exactly. Because I'm going to pass it over to him and ask what he thinks. What was the rule? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Think as you like, but behave as others. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like Good blending <laughs> in. Blending in and kind of being unsuspecting and being all agreeable, but also working on some shit in the background and being like, 
boom. I yeah, feel like, like you're good at background that. goals. Yeah. yeah, that's like playing the long game. Yeah, to kind of disguise what I actually plan to do with what I'm, what it looks like I'm doing. Yeah, that's facts. I don't know if I have any examples of that. Do you? I think it goes back to that whole like actions speak louder than words with what mm. you were saying, and that you would hide in the background until you have some big. Uh, what was the first one again? The big surprise or whatever. Spectacle. Oh, spectacle. compelling that's spectacle. What it is. Yeah, until you have one of those, and boom, look at me. Yeah, it's definitely like waiting to have the advantage in the situation. It's definitely patience that you need to have. Rising to power is to know when to start acting as your own instead of kind of mirroring what other people are. Yeah, and you could relate that that one back to the whole master, not slave, but... You don't want to outshine (laughs) the master, though. That's the other rule. That's the one. Yeah, don't outshine the master. So Law 39, this one's going to work up perfectly for Shane's mood right now. Oh, God. Stir up the water to catch fish. What are you trying to catch? I'm trying to catch some... some you saying unhinged. I'm a catfish? Some content. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at, Steven? See, see? I'm trying to get some unhinged Shane on We're the starting podcast. up Shane to get content. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're getting content tonight, buddy. Yeah, bro. I want the thunder, the, the thunder, the lightning, or the whole damn storm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, man? I'll, I'll Stir up the water to catch fish. Mm. I can see myself being the one to stir the pot a little bit just to create some excitement in the atmosphere because I used to be the type of person to, I didn't know this was a thing, but like gas peddling, I think you call it. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Yeah, that's what it is where it's like you say some shit to to get people going sometimes, but I always did it in like a friendly way is to start conversation. I never really did it to like make people mad or anything like that. I kind of did it just the opposite way just now. Yeah, you're just trying to piss me off. <laughs> yeah, it gets yeah. you unhinged. It gets yeah. you going. I have a great example of that, though. The, Go for uh, it. Like Ford um, looking for people trying to unionize. They would purposely go and have people go in like, oh, hey, let's start a union. Meanwhile, they're working for Ford, waiting to see who agrees. And yeah, and fire, fire them. them. Yeah. Henry Whoa. Ford hated unions. Yeah. Yeah. It's Amazon. Amazon does that, too. Yeah. They had like a whole like like it was like one of the biggest turning points in unions when there was union people outside of the Ford factories and Ford executives beat the shit out of them. No way. They literally fought them. Yeah. Yeah. People died. Yeah. Really? Because they were trying to start a union at Ford at the Ford manufacturers and they beat the fuck out of them. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know about this. Yeah, we had a union guy come to our work once, and I told my boss, he like gave me like a notebook and everything, asked like, hey, is there a union here? I was like, buddy, this is a shop. No shop is fucking unionized. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, if you ever guys, you guys are ever thinking about getting unionized, let me know. Here's my card and stuff. Gives me all these little knickknacks. I like walk into my boss's office. I was like, you know, like, because I know, right? <laughs> hey, man, this union guy showed up. He's making a lot of good points. Like, I don't know why we didn't do this earlier. <laughs> He was fucking livid. He's like, "Where is he?" I'm like, "Yeah, he he just stopped me out in the parking lot." He's like, "On he's like on the property." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He just walked up to me, storms out of the office, man, storms out of the office to go find this this union guy yeah. and kick him off the lot. So while he's out there looking for the guy, I look up the website on like the little screwdriver that he screen? gave me, and I print off the whole website and I put it on his desk. And then he comes back in, you know, twenty minutes later. Comes out of the paper. Who the fuck printed this off? <laughs> we was, can't have that here. I told, I told him. I was like, I was like, man, you just missed him. The guy came in, put that on your desk, and left. He's like, yeah. no, no, no. Who the fuck printed this off? <laughs> He's like, so livid about it. I was like, nah, bro. It's it was me. I printed it off. Yeah, He's yeah. like, oh man, you're so lucky. <laughs> I was like, you know, I started playing dumb. Like, what's what's so bad with unions, man? Like honestly, like I don't get it. I'm young. What's wrong mm. with them? 
Yeah. And he's like going on, you know, trying to play it off like, oh, you know, it's just bad for you guys, you know, to make the switch over. It just just leads to a lot of like corporate bureaucracy that's just never going to get shit done. And I was just like, honestly, it sounds like it's just going to cost you guys a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, gaslighting. And he's like, well, it's going to cost you money too. I was like, yeah, maybe in like 40 bucks in union fees, but not yeah. the millions it's going to cost you, dumbass. <laughs> The best part is I can't get fired. Yeah. yeah, so it was like it was like I stirred up those waters to like find out like their true standings against union. It really comes yeah. down to fucking money, which is what every business is really about at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which goes on to uh law of power number forty, despise the free lunch. Ooh. This one's pretty vague, but it's kind of in the sense that if you're taking something for free, there's probably something attached to it. Mm. Or there is a negative connotation in taking something for free. Exactly. Free stuff's the best stuff. Well, yeah, I you have give a hard away time stuff saying for... no to free stuff. <laughs> Can you see me being that guy walking in? It's like, hey, what is it? Yeah, free like, pizza. Fill in my pockets and stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You want to try these brownies? Oh, by the way, they're uh, mushroom brownies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but it's like, it, this one's this one's pretty vague. Like, most of the ones, uh, like, on upcoming are pretty vague. So it's like, in my sense, is that if something is doing something for you for free or out of, like, quote, quote unquote the kindness of their heart or because yeah. they feel like they should do it there's probably something attached to it like they're gonna pull it up as a favor later in or if you're gonna get like caught like taking like free labor or anything like that it could come back to you mm-hmm. you know if you're this big corporate entity and you get caught like using like you know like slave labor overseas mm-hmm. i have a I have an example of this of <gasps> slave labor overseas not that part <laughs> the whole like don't do stuff for free it goes back to the engineering like if So part of that is if you become an engineer, fully licensed and everything, and you give somebody some sort of advice, that's a big no-no because they can turn around. If they take that advice and fuck up, it's on you. Exactly. Yeah. Really. And if you're gonna pay for it, you have anything to show for it. Yeah, I've heard of that before. Where they like, uh, I I can't remember the story at all, but I think it pretty much went like there was a bridge that was built under advisement of another company. And the bridge collapsed and the company that built it got off scot-free because they were acting on the advisement and the resources wow. of another company. Wow. Yep. Yeah. But no, there's also arguments where people have said like to an engineer, hey, what do you think about me putting up this fence? Uh, do you think it would be okay? Can you look at maybe these drawings and just tell me what you think? Yeah. And they'll turn around and say, hey, he advised me on this. That's on him and not me. And it'll completely in court of law, you will... The engineer will lose that. It all fall back on him. Exactly. What? So what do you do when someone asks you for your help? You just tell them to fuck off. <laughs> you either don't answer, or you have them. You everything you tell them, you have to basically document and say this is not advice. It's the same thing with financial advisors, where they say mm. this is not financial advice. Please do not do this under my guidance. Yeah. Everything uh, you do is your fault. So you got to cover your own ass. Yeah. yeah. Real hard. That is definitely taking free lunch could get you screwed. Yeah. Giving advice, taking advice. I'm pretty gullible. Like when I seen that rule, just like the title of it, I'm like, okay, from now on when people offer me water and all, I'm just going to say no. And I don't know why I'm saying no, but I feel like it's a power play. And well, like, can you believe this, I'm, Nick? We've already lost because Shane got us drinks when we showed up here. Can you should have said no. I don't even know what's ha! in here anymore. Gotcha. He's got us. 41. Avoid stepping into a great man's shoes. This one's like played after played in history. Every time there's like some great king, great ruler, his son is always the biggest fucking douche in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever, like, yeah. Whoever succeeds 
Well, it's not, it's not even that. Like, the guy could be fine. But whoever succeeds, whoever is seen as the great is always, like, mm-hmm. never fits par because everyone has such a high expectation. Do you think that's bad for me becoming a realtor because it's kind of an uphill battle? Yeah. Because, like, my dad's been, like, a really good realtor his whole life, and I'm going to be there, like, I'm going to follow the family business. And that's, like... Yeah, it's, it's definitely battle. it's definitely yeah. like it's definitely like a respect hit for you. Like people aren't going to have as much respect for you in the business because you're there because of your dad. Not it, everyone's going to see it as that you're there because of your dad, not because of your own doings. Yeah, you can look at like any celebrity that has a son that goes into the same field. Everybody yeah. says, "Oh, you only got that position because of your dad." Yeah, yeah. like James Franco and Dave Franco. Everyone thinks that he's just not. Oh, he's just got there because of his dad. Or like F one drivers when they're pay drivers. Yeah. Like Lance Stroll on Racing Point. Everyone says he's only there because his dad owns the team. Mm. So he's what's called a pay driver. Mm. So it's like, oh, does he even deserve a seat? You know, there's people that are better than him. There's people that could actually wow. use a seat who aren't a pay driver. Wow. So it's kind of those things is that you need to be, you need to have a good reputation for the position that you're in. Yeah, exactly. So obviously it's something like you need to build a reputation to not be. You need yeah. to basically remove association from your dad so that people see you as you, not That's as your dad's son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ooh. We're changing up the billboard design. Yeah. You yeah, don't image. put your last name on it. Yeah, yeah honestly. Because then when they look at that last name, they'll go, oh, his dad's, this is his company, obviously. Yeah. Because then what are the, you know, what? Are, so if your last name's on the business, right? Yeah. Say they call you and for whatever reason they can't get a hold of you, they're just going to call your dad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or your mom. Because that's, yeah. to them, that's the same person, right? Yeah. Same I would family. associate your name with, like a catchphrase honestly like yeah. a, like a sales hitch do you have one loaded no <laughs> associate with a symbol or yeah. image yeah you already know you know like Shane sells or whatever some some mm-hmm. some corny shit like that right okay so law 42 strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter this is definitely like halo you ever kill the elite or the brute the grunts will run oh I didn't notice that yeah it's a cool gameplay mechanic. Easy strategy. <laughs> so, you know, like if your father was unexpectedly murked, mm-hmm. you would run. <laughs> murked. <Yeah. laughs> huh. I think that can go to the union thing too. They take on the leaders. Boom. Yeah. No union. Yeah, it definitely works out. If you mm. need to topple a government, you got to take out the head honcho. Hmm. Yeah. I, can, I can't think of a single example of that. Things like when presidents were assassinated. Like how much turmoil it causes in a country, yeah. or even in a business, if the boss, if like if like the boss were to suddenly die, yeah. or to just quit, or for whatever reason be removed from the position, the turmoil that it causes, yeah. like how many people move up in the ladder mm-hmm. because the one guy at the top is now not there? Mm-hmm. How many people get bumped up out of their position? Like how many people take advantage of that position mm-hmm. of somebody dying, moving, whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is or, that you need to be there? Or people putting out hit pieces on the bosses, and it makes the whole business look bad. Oh, yeah! Intentionally make your uh, make your competitor look bad. Yeah. So what you should do is immediately upon becoming a realtor is make your father look terrible at it. No, <laughs> this is bad advice, man. <laughs> Listen, man, you want to be powerful or what? How to be hated, one on one. Yeah, literally. This is literally how to be a sociopath. Like, there's, it's literally one of the powers is avoid attachment. Wow. Right. Yeah. By the way, this is not advice. I do not condone that you follow my advice or take this as power advice as per Nick's engineering laws. Yes. Mm -hmm. As a potential engineer in the future, do not uh, take my 
knowledge as any sort of advice. But it's also in the sense that the whole, you know, like if a, if a God can bleed, it can be killed, right? Mm. So if if you're the person that's, say, challenging another, like, powerful person, if all you can do is, like, land a strike or make them bleed, yeah, people will not believe in them. Yeah. You know, like, say you're in a sense... You're poking a hole in their whole story. Yeah, so say in a sense, exactly. like... Like you're you're in a sale battle with your dad for a month, like trying to sell the most houses, and you guys are like on like this hot streak where like every like you know sells within two days, sells within one day, like pre market pre pre market sales all the time, yeah. And all of a sudden, he doesn't sell one house, and you do. Ooh. He was struck, and now you look better because of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you did it or not, like you could have sabotaged a sale or whatnot mm-hmm. to make it to ruin his sale so that you still get a sale. Mm-hmm. You exactly. strike the shepherd. So the sheep will run to you. And also like going back to that, putting out hit pieces on companies, it Mm -hmm. could also give you a lot of talent because they'll look at that hit piece and say, well, is this true? I need to disassociate myself from this company. And then suddenly, hey, we don't have that issue. Come join us. That was like when Ferrari got that whole investigation that you were talking about. It's like, yeah, when they got accused for cheating by the FIA. Yeah. Is that now they're not, now they're not good anymore. Jeez. So now it's like other the other teams that were laying out these accusations benefited off of that position is that they struck the shepherd. Mm. And think of how many engineers they could have possibly picked up because of that hippies. Yeah, a lot of that too. Cheating. A lot of people talk about that too. A lot of there's there's a lot of conspiracies based on engineers that used to be in some teams and now in others. And all of a sudden, you know, like you see an engineer at Ferrari move to another team and then Ferrari technology starts showing up in their car, even though they're not supposed to talk about it. Ooh, so it's like, yeah, exactly. Oh, how did this happen? Right. Yeah. So it's breakthrough. All, yeah. It's all that conspiracy. It's pretty crazy. Let's move on to number 43 work on the hearts and minds of others. This kind of plays in back to one of the earlier powers, which was to disguise like your own doings and your own plans with somebody else's fantasies mm-hmm. is to play to people's fantasies and what they want but disguise it to be with you what you actually want yeah yeah like, oh yeah it's it's pretty I think simple it's just like me. getting your way 101 you don't just straight up ask someone like hey i want this done like you could but they might feel feel kind of salty about it but if you say like hey like wouldn't this look so much better if this was like this it's like yeah yeah, yeah. i'm heading over but could you do that sure it's like you kind of lead someone to do, come to their own conclusions, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely never had a problem with this so much. I think I think it's pretty easy to kind of manipulate what somebody wants mm-hmm. and tying it into what you want. It's just the only difficult part is is knowing what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, you could think that you know it. You know, I think that I know that Nick wants to change his whole, you know, engineering schematic. And I go, hey, what if you did it like this? And he was like, no, man, that's stupid. Boom, just lost my whole lost my whole way just right? like listening to people though i feel like a lot of the time like even by stirring the pot and shit like that like yeah. you could reveal what people want pretty easily and like what their motivations are you know yeah so i've done yeah. the, i've done this at work once is that we have um like corporate honda people come in mm-hmm. and they kind of assess things that that we are not doing doing very well need to improve on and mm-hmm. they write up like these memos to give to the bosses to say this is what your dealer's good at. This is what they're bad at, right? Mm-hmm. I got my hands on one of those. Oh, wow. So I knew what they wanted to see to improve. So they're like, yeah, you guys are really lacking on selling this type of service. Yeah. So then I pushed the advisors to sell that. And then when they wouldn't sell it, you know, I'd just be going, I'd be going to like the boss. I'd be like, hey, man, I'm really trying to push these, uh, this type of service because we're kind of lack them on them. And they're, you know, they're a pretty good gateway. It's really good value for the customer and for us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, you know, like, 
really got to get the other guys on that. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't my fucking idea. Yeah, it's corporate's idea. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but I, I look like the good person because I figured out what he wanted, and mm-hmm. I'm benefiting off of that. I look good because I thought of it, and I'm trying to do it. Damn, exactly. So it even worked in like a twisting move. Like you know, sometimes the advisors are like, "Oh, you know, this customer is kind of pushy. I don't think they'll go for it." I kind of turn around and then be like, oh, well, you know, the customer might be kind of pushy, but Honda's also pushy for us to sell this. So you should really be trying. Even if you put it in as like a decline maintenance, there's a record to show that you tried. Yeah. So that's a conversation that you don't have to have the next time these guys come in. Mm. All right, I'll call you back and I'll let you know. So it's, it's kind of like a win-win. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm pushing them harder to sell more work to make more money. So mm. it's it's pretty simple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Another, another thing that's like that is people going – you know, this could be good, but, you know, I, I don't know. And then suddenly a person's like, oh, maybe I should check into that. Mm. And then you get what you want. Yeah. You can kind of do that in selling houses, Shane. Is, mm. is it, You really just got to know what they want. Yeah. Like, my, like, for me, the perspective of realtors is that this is, you tell them. So I'm like, Shane, this is the house I want. This is what I want it to have. This is what I don't want it to have. And yeah. this is my budget. And the first five houses that you're going to send me have half of the things I want and are most likely 50,000 over budget. Mm. Cause I feel like it's testing the waters to see how set in my mind I am is to see, can this person be pushed outside of his budget? Cause it's more money for you. Right. Honestly, like I've worked with my parents for a little bit now, even though I wasn't like supposed to, like I still work with my parents to see what being a realtor is like. And they've never done that. Like basically they say like, Hey, house on this amount, they'll automatically put you in the computer. So any houses, around that price range in that area, they send to you automatically. Yeah. That's something that they don't even have to think about. They're not yeah, going like through I'm, the listings. I'm on one of those MLS it. listings, right? But I also yeah. like just like, I haven't been much on it recently because because of the whole market scheme and whatnot. It's, all, it's, it's not very like advertising to me, so I haven't been mm-hmm. paying much attention to it. But occasionally like driving around town, I'll see like a house up for sale. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll check and see how much this house is worth. And then I look and it's like, it's got like half the things I want at least or in my price range. And it's not on my MLS listing. I'm like, why, you know, why didn't this house get sent to me? Mm. And then I'm getting ones that are like 30,000 over budget or, you know, mm. you know, just like completely the wrong area. Or, and it's like, how come these ones are making it in? But the like these random ones that I'm finding on my own. Aren't, yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. like a broker has like exclusive listings that like only they put out. But like it's not even what you're looking for. It's yeah. Stupid. I feel like it's a lot more of what I don't understand than what I do. Yeah. But how I see it is, is like a typical salesman thing is like mm. same with same with like people selling cars, too, is they always try to push you to buy the yeah. bigger options. But, the, but then the it's bigger stupid because then those people aren't going to come back to you once they realize they go home and it's like, fuck, like. I got scammed, you know? It's like, I really didn't need all these features. Yeah, I honestly call them out right away. Like, the first time that my realtor sent me a house and she's like, I know it's a little bit over budget, but, you know, it is still very affordable and it's still a very nice price. And, like, I kind of just, like, level, like, I know it's a very nice price and it's a very nice house, but my Mm -hmm. budget is set there for the reason that I can't afford over it. Mm -hmm. So it's like... It can be the nicest house in the world. If it's over the budget, I can't it's called buy a budget it. budget for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it's a lot of a sense that you kind of need to set that barrier mm-hmm. with who you're dealing with. But you as like a salesman, you also have to understand that person. Is is this a person that will go over their budget or is this a person that really like what they tell you is what they will do? Yeah. You know, you kind of uh, kind of have to see how elastic these people are in a sales perspective. Mm-hmm. As you plan their fantasy in that way too. Exactly. Know? So if they're like fantasizing about this big dream home, but they only really want to buy the small one. You can kind of push for what they want because mm-hmm. you know what they want. You can be like, oh, yeah, I know this one's really over budget, but it's it's what you want. Yeah, it's exactly. easier to push them to make a decision that they want than to push one that they don't. Yeah, that's facts. 
So it's also, you know, they're getting the house that you want. You're getting a fat commission check. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes, too, towards personality types. Because there is that, I don't want to say this, but Alpha, Beta, I think Omega is the last one. Yeah. There's Omega personalities? Yeah. What? So it's it, Omega, I think, is you, if you try to, like, convince somebody that's an Omega using force, it won't work. If you try to use it using... Um, like trying to convince them because that's alpha is you just try to convince them to switch topics yeah. and beta you try to force them into it omega rather you just sort of plant the idea in your head in oh, their head so that uh, they think like oh man i just came up with this i'm a I genius i love it Dang. when it comes together when you plant an idea in someone's head and watch yeah. it come out bro that honestly that was like those curtains over there my dad was so against it at first i'm like yeah it looked pretty good over there but like i don't care you can do it if you want like i don't really care and I'm going like through all his ideas, like, yeah, we could just staple them on. Yeah, yeah, sure, you're sure. And eventually he just like put up the curtains. I'm like, holy fuck, it worked. Yeah. I don't know what I did. I planted the Boy seed. Laws. Didn't look too interesting. It wasn't pushy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it could look cool, I guess. And eventually he's just like, yeah, let's put up these curtains. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Flip the book shut. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> Making it up. Now all I right. can say I've learned something. <laughs> let's move on. Okay, 4044. 40, Disarm and infuriate with the mirror effect. Quick pause. I have an example of the SARM and infuriate with the mirror effect. Basically, I just got infuriated because I was at this one Halloween party and this guy was sitting next to me and I was talking to him and like I was sitting with my leg up like eating um, because there was like no table in front of me and this guy does the same thing but he doesn't have a plate of food. And I'm like, okay. So he's like fake eating? No, 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 but he's not, but he's like putting his leg up beside me. I'm like, okay, that's kind of like a weird position. Just chill in. I'm like, I'm going to put my leg back down. And then he does. And I'm like, fuck, this guy's copying. We got a copycat over here. So right? he, he's infuriating <laughs> you. Yeah, I got triggered, right? And I'm sure like he was just trying to be charismatic and like mirror my movements, but he wasn't doing it subtly at all. And I caught on right away. And I'm like, this fucking guy. And like, I, I was doing other things like with my arm, my hand like this. He's doing it too. I'm like. I don't even know what to do right now because he's going to do the same shot. I don't want to talk to him anymore. So I got infuriated. That's that's about it. Do you think he gained power over you in that situation? Because he probably got up and left. Oh, he definitely did. Yeah. I got free cheesed. He might have gained power over me in that situation. Yeah. But like, that's not even good power, man. Like, fuck He asserted his dominance. Yeah. See, (laughs) See, I definitely do that in the sense that, in like a not necessarily related sense, but anytime that we get into an argument, and I just wait for you to contradict yourself and then just throw it right back in your face. Yeah. Be like, oh, wait, but you actually said this. Yeah. Then it's just like infuriating you because it's like, the one thing I hate in an argument was somebody uses your own words against you. Yeah. Because you're like, fuck. Oh, so that's what you think by like the mirror effect. Like you kind of mirror their words back at them. Yeah, yeah. Or their actions oh. or whatnot. See, I was thinking of like body language, but I never thought of it like words. Yeah, well, it can work out in any sense. You know, like mm-hmm. that guy, in, like he mirrored your body language and it infuriated you because he was copying you. But yeah. if I was like throwing your own words back at you, you yeah. can't necessarily contradict yourself. That's also right? a way to get like a perpetual conversation. Like if you want to talk to someone for like hours and hours, like sometimes I used to work best by like night, night shifts like until close and there'd be like some like weird conspiracy theorists like old guys beard with like the slick back ponytail that comes in there oh or like boy. the flame shirt i'm like oh it's gonna make my it's like six o'clock i got three hours let's see how long this guy can last and so i go over i'm like hey brother like what's going on and i start talking to him he's like you know all the chemtrails and all the vapor waves i'm like oh let's get it like <laughs> i'm like we got him now trails and i sit there and look at him he goes 
you don't know? And he starts <laughs> going off. He's just like, you know, rockets are real. Like, oh my God. It starts going off. And I'm like, man, this guy lasted all night. He lasted longer than me. I had the tap and I'm like, all right, man, like I gotta go to work. Yo, bro, I'll be here next weekend though. You can tell me all about the birds. Yeah. <laughs> but I have people like come back and like print shit, shit off on their home computer of like these conspiracy no. theories. It's like a Shane here no. and give them this envelope and all that. And it was like really like coded messages and shit. Like, I was like, what is this? They open it up from the safe. It's like, just like some random shit that I like join our church. Like, oh, get out of here, bro. <laughs> Give me some of that. Totally off topic, but I've actually had somebody, they quickly put something in my mail one day. I went out. I'm like, oh, what is this? I opened it up. 9-11 was a hoax. <laughs> oh, no. Especially because we're in Canada, too. It's like, yeah. really? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, man. Holy. Nick, you ever uh, infuriate somebody by marrying them? Well, it's like any childhood thing. The easiest way to get on some child's just copy head. them. Yeah, you just copy them. Yeah, you just copy them. Yes. Yeah, bro. I pissed off a squirrel like that before, eh? Oh I got a Snapchat of it. I was chilling in a hammock. <laughs> he goes, digs up the hole, eats all his nuts. You yeah. suck it, squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And this, this, um, I think they were smashing like with another squirrel above me. I was looking up at him, and it was like, and I look over at him, I'm like, oh, he's getting laid. I start making a noise and this guy stops. He looks over at me like this, like jumps into a tree right in front of my face. And he goes, Rah! and he like screams, bro. Oh, I literally have this stuff. It's on the ground. Rah! He screams at me. I'm like, holy shit. I just pissed this guy off. Like, he was getting laid and I started chirping up like that. And he's got straight pissed. So, uh, so yeah, that's my story of how mirroring can actually uh, disarm and infuriate people. Wow, I thought it was really going to end up being, yeah, this squirrel was smashing There's another squirrel above me, so I just started smashing a squirrel down here. <laughs> I got him! Just to piss him off. <laughs> Shane, did you know that pigeons actually died when they have sex? No, I did not. Wait, that's a thing? What? Well, yeah, like the one I fucked did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. <laughs> not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, that pigeon was infuriated, man. Oh, wow. Totally disarmed. <laughs> Got past those defenses. All right, on that note, let's move on to Law 46. Never appear too perfect. This definitely goes back yeah. to number one, never outshine the master. Mm -hmm. It's like you never want to seem... I don't know, it's kind of got like the back and forth. Like if there's a guy that's always acting perfect, I'm not always as afraid of him as like the number two who is exactly as good at the job, but maybe has like one minor thing about him. Like that guy's yeah. got more to prove than the number one, right? So it's like he has more potential in my eyes. Yeah. He's always yeah, ready to grow. I, mean. I feel like it applies to the Tinder game a lot. Like just dating a bunch of girls. I found that the ones that seemed like they had like a lot going on were like the ones I was most turned off by. I wasn't really interested. They felt they were almost like too good for other people. You know what I mean? But then other ones were like first date. Like there's telling me like. Like in a sense of like their attitude was like too like out yeah, and about. Or... Like that or just like telling me like how like amazing their life is and shit. It was like, hmm, eh, you know. You ever get that thing where you're like this person is way too attractive and their bio is too good. I'm not swiping on this. Something's Sometimes, off. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, I fuck with the algorithm when I know it's like a bot and I'm just like. Nah, I'm not about it. And then all of a sudden, Tinder starts like recommending like all these hot girls. I'm like, all right, fine, you got me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know that shit, but sometimes I mess with. How far does the hole go? Sometimes, like I think one day I fuck with it so hard where I was just like saying no to a bunch of girls, 
that were like actually good looking and then they started just recommending me like just brute like fucking girl like oh i broke i broke tinder in <laughs> the wrong way <laughs> can i re can i undo this yeah so that's interesting what was the law again sorry i don't even remember now we got pretty off topic don't, yeah, don't seem too perfect oh yeah true, never true, appear true, true. too perfect and I find that like even in my Tinder game, if I have a lot going on, like I'm doing a I'm doing a drone shoot, I'm going home and I'm like doing all this shit that's making me look good, like I find it better almost to not tell people about it a lot of the times. Just be humble. Yeah. Yeah, but it also plays into like showing like uh, prove yourself with actions, not your words, right? You know, not yeah. go out and tell people, Oh, I'm shooting all this drone footage, I'm selling all these houses. Wait yeah. for people to see all of your drone footage and all of your sold homes. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. But it's also in a sense that of being humble too, is not to like brag about your accomplishments, but let yeah. people make that reputation for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but also, you know, it's kind of stay like within your means, right? Yeah. Cause make it, you, you always, always got to make it look like you got something to prove. Like you have room to grow. Yeah. That's where people can see that you are powerful. If you hit like a plateau, you know, like you, you're never beating any personal best records anymore that, you know, that's it. You're done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I find that's actually like one of the better things, especially like talking to people or just in like the dating game in general is like, even if you don't have a lot going on for all like the listeners out there who are just like wastemans, act like you have a lot that's going to go on in the future. Be like, yeah, like, I don't know, not this right now, but in the future, like I want to be like an inventor, like Einstein or something like that. I have all these great ideas or some shit. It's like, yeah, you got to manifest that. Yeah. And then not only that, people are just like so interested, like there's mystery there and all that. So it's almost like, yeah, be humble. But uh, act on the future for sure. It's like those uh, crazy conspiracies. Yo, I have so many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to make sure they're not like, you got to have like a couple holes in your conspiracies. Otherwise, they're too perfect, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Law 47. Do not look past the goal you aimed for. Know when to stop. Yeah. I think this is probably one of like the, one of the top tens. Why do you say that? Because that's where people fail. Is when you hit your goal and you keep going. That's when you fail. It's like the flying too close to the sun. Yeah. Mm. You, do you know the historical story of that? No. What's his face gets wings and he always gets told, you know, don't fly too close to the sun or you'll burn up. And he kept flying higher and higher and higher. And he flew too close to the sun and wow. burned up. Is this like a Greek mythology kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Wow. So it's like you, you always have to stay within your means. The moment that you start pushing past the goal that you aim for is when you become greedy. That's the main reason is that you push past your goal that you aim for because you are greedy. Yeah. It's like um, startups. If you overextend in how much you're actually able to do as a startup, it can ruin your business. Yeah. Like like how many games are just like stuck in alpha forever because they they just didn't pool their money correctly Mm -hmm. or they just they never they just like tried to go past the goal. Like they got their goal to like make the game. And then they tried to like do something different or make it better. And they just ended up failing the game. Then, you know, three years later, never leaves alpha. Right. Or what's even worse is they say, oh, let's take in all these Mm pre-orders. Then they get this money and they go, well, now Now we we don't have have to make the game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then they just got, then they just got all the money without doing any of the work. That's crazy. Yeah, speaking of which, I got scammed on Facebook Marketplace a lot. <laughs> so I can think of that's related to that. <laughs> they got a lot of procs for me doing absolutely nothing. Um, but for real though, on that topic, I feel like you'd never be satisfied if you reach your goal and you don't acknowledge it. Like there's been times yeah. where uh, like people I know have reached goals. 
I'll say it like my dad like reached goals like okay let's hit like a certain amount of sales like per month let's hit like x like number of thousand dollars per month for sales and then he reaches it but then he doesn't even care like he's just like okay this is up it next year up it next month or whatever and then it doesn't really hit and it gets to a point where it's like what the fuck are you doing man like he's never satisfied you know but that's kind of but that's kind of when you fail so you say you set a goal you know i want x number of house sales per month yeah then you start hitting that goal it's now exponentially harder to set a higher goal you're almost mm. setting yourself up for failure so say if it's 15 houses a month and that's mm. like hard to do from a beginner perspective right then you're selling 15 houses a month and then it's like okay well next year i want to do 25 and now 25 is astronomically out of reach now you're gonna start you know maybe you'll start doing better maybe it'll be in between 15 and 20 but now you're under that goal that you previously aimed for and now you're gonna go mm. You're going to see it as a loss instead of a gain. Yeah. Or what's even worse is you set those goals and then you don't hit them the next year. And then you start trying to play makeup and like, oh, there must be something wrong. And you're creating excuses and it's like, oh, I can't succeed because of X and Y. Yeah. You you need to be in it. You need to be in an achievable mindset. Mm-hmm. Not, not one that's out of reach. The one that you set yourself a goal that's out of reach, you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. That's why when I, I was telling you before, if I'm going to do something or if I want to do something, I have to ask myself, can I do it? And if not, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. And if that problem is solvable, then I will do it. If it's not like solvable within my means, there's no sense doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Creating boundaries for yourself is cool, but I also think pushing your boundaries is like even better. You know what I mean? When people think like last year, like I didn't think I could do a lot of the things that I can do this year. So when you set boundaries for yourself that are too small, it's almost like you're selling yourself short in a way, you know? But it's also like pushing your confidence up because you're achieving all these goals too. You know, like mm-hmm. we talked about like setting up uh, like a to-do list for the day and yeah. making the first couple ones really easy is that it sets you on a roll to do better. So it's you on what? a roll for completion. Bro, you know what's funny? I do the complete opposite. On my to-do list, I always do the hardest thing first. And then that gives me momentum. Well, fuck, if I could do that, then everything else seems easy. It's called Well, the- yeah, I kind of see that because yeah. you, you want your job to get easier, not harder, right? Mm-hmm. So if you start an easy job and it gets harder, you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? But you start a hard job and it gets easier, then it feels yeah. more accomplishable. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Sometimes I save like my studying, which is like the thing I dread most till the absolute like end of the day. And I just have no motivation. Like you can literally hear myself in like the recordings of like my my like study books are like just dragging myself along like more yeah. like yeah it sucks mm-hmm. but when you at the beginning that, of the day yeah. when i'm full of energy or if i go to a workout at the beginning of the day it's like 10 times the energy what so. if you paired something that you enjoy with something that you don't what's your outcome out of that say Here, you say you studied while you're working out um i do that i think the brain uh the bot as the body moves the brain grooves so like i study and i work out at the same time yeah yeah. I feel like I can't really do those things because then I just associate a negative with a positive and then yeah. that positive is no longer a negative. That's like, uh, people or, say, or sorry. You, yeah. The pot, the positive is now a negative. Yes. It's like, uh, people say, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in life, but that's not really true because if you turn the thing that you love into your full-time job, you'll never get a break mm. Yeah, because you have no release. It's like, a good example is uh, streamers. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing that I love constantly and everybody's going to love it and I'm, I'll, I'll be doing what I love constantly. Yeah. You never get an escape because the thing that you love is now your job. Yeah. yeah. Then you got to have a new love. It's like when people set like their alarm to mm-hmm. like their favorite song and it takes like a week and then they fucking hate that song. Yeah. Exactly. They've associated it with something bad. Yeah, because they pavel yeah. themselves to getting up in the morning with a thing that they don't want to do with yeah. that song. Like so. I still have like a mental fart 
every time that I hear like the base iPhone alarm because that used to be my alarm for years. <laughs> and even though it has not and never been for so long. Just think of it. Every time I hear it, like like my brain like skips waves and it's like, yeah. Ugh. like, I, like I shiver on the inside. And it's like, because yeah. I just have it so hardwired to waking up in like high school. I think that's such like, yeah. an underrated piece of our daily routines is how much like each sound contributes to what we think and how we feel. Like I personally turn off like my notification sounds, leave my phone on silent for like the last like six months maybe. And it changed my life like crazy. I don't have like that bing in the back where I go over, I search, I like scour the room. Oh, where's my phone? I got to check this. Like I just don't think about it anymore. I feel like I'm I got to start doing that. Cause it's like, yeah, like my phone's got me trained that the moment the thing goes yeah. off, I answer. That's literally it's the, like oh, training. But yeah. it's yeah. also because I like to be like, like, you know punctual with your yeah, responses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. responsive yeah like i like to be responsive and give people the time of day that they're giving me right yeah I've, so uh, it's like but i'm also trying to like if i ever accidentally leave my phone on silent i just forget about it because mm -hmm. it's not telling me to respond to it so i don't respond to it yeah so it's like i'll leave it on silent and then it's like but then you get to respond when you have time that's the biggest thing for me you know i don't want to yeah. be controlled by my phone where i have to drop whatever i'm doing whenever i hear that bing yeah. It's like, okay, I'm done this task. Between the next one, I'll check my phone to see if there's any messages. And it's just the easiest way to do it. I'm kind of getting halfway there, but in it for all the wrong reasons. What do you mean? It's not so, it's like, I still like usually, I still like have it on ringer. So it'll still make a noise when I get a text, but now I'm answering it depending on who it is. Oh, <laughs> instead, yeah. of, instead of just like not answering it. So it's like, it. I kind of treat it as how important is it? Mm -hmm. So I still have that benefit that is it something important? Do I need to answer it right away? Is it something that's worth my time right now? Then yes, I still have that advantage. But if then I can check to see if it's not, then it's like, okay, I can let this one. I can, you know, go back to what I was doing. It, you know, it only takes a second to check my phone, right? I'm not, I'm not at a loss for checking my phone. So I'm kind of starting to pick up that where instead of just instantly putting all my energy into my phone the moment it wants it is to kind of trade it off for is this beneficial yes or no mm. you know if it, is it just like an instagram notification i'll look yeah. at the picture later like yeah. you know see i think i've gotten the far opposite of that where i've gotten to the point where i see the message i'm like do i need to respond right now no and then i just forget about it that's the worst i'm like well now i've waited eight hours yeah. should i even respond <laughs> yeah you should always <laughs> the overthinking respond. loop this you should say. always exactly. respond because then that person was always wondering why didn't you respond yeah they're not going oh i guess he just forgot about it it's why didn't he respond yeah mm -hmm. you don't want to get left on red man what the fuck <laughs> you're leaving people on red out here no, yeah. i do that way too much holy all right let's move on to law 48 the oh, the last final, one. Oh, man. The final law of power. Assume formlessness. I'm lost for words. I feel what like is this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all made of liquid and gas. We're all <laughs> yeah. solid. We're just if you want to evolve, you got to turn yourself into a gas. <laughs> no, it's kind of in a sense that you don't want to conform to any type. It's, it like almost goes back to commitment and attachment, mm -hmm. is that you want to be conformable, is that you want to fit what needs to be of you. Hmm. yeah that's why i didn't really want to be vegan but you did anyways i did for a little bit and i stopped for a little bit and now i'm back on it it's because i don't like putting myself in a box like that i'd rather just be like a healthy kid versus like oh i'm a vegan and having to like tell everybody yeah yeah, yeah. Them, yeah, yeah that's definitely I mean? right so that you're getting the benefit of both worlds is that you're is that you can be a form if it needs of you but you can also switch back when it no longer benefits you exactly yeah I think it's definitely it's definitely in a sense that you can't be stuck in your ways. You can't be 
limiting yourself to traditions or like just to your name. You, you have don't want to like, be too predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be able to experience life as it gets to you, right? Mm-hmm. I think it also goes into like, don't be stubborn. If you're stubborn about an idea and never change. I'm pretty stubborn. There's this one Taoist quote that says the dying leaf is uh, brittle and and stuck. Like it'll just break over because it's not flexible, right? Yeah. And then the young sprout yeah. will be flexible and grow because it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so think really of it like that. To the world that you one. live in. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's gonna you want to be malleable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to change my life. I hope I did. I'm I hope just, this book did. Yeah. Just you're a sociopath after this book. <laughs> Change your life in all the wrong ways. <laughs> no, honestly, it's like, so, so like reading all these power things, is like a lot of these things everyone does. But when you kind of realize consciously that you do it, then you're like, am I a bad person? Yeah. Eh, kinda. A lot of these things are like not, a lot of these things have negative connotations to them. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. a, like assuming formlessness? Say it in like a job perspective. You don't care about your job. It's just a job to you. If you need another job, you just quit. You just go get another job. Work some other career, right? Like it doesn't matter to you. It's it's in a sense of formlessness, just kind of like you're using it in the wrong sense. Mm. You should kind of look at it in a sense like if you're in a job in a department, you should be looking towards working in like gaining knowledge in other departments to make yourself a better commodity to your job or to your business to actually move up because those are the people that get promoted. Mm, it's yeah. the guy that worked in every department, not the guy that was really good at one department. Yeah. Do you want to be the manager of the department or the manager of the store? Well, if you want to be the manager of the store, you got to know all the departments. Yeah. So yep. you got to have that formlessness to be able to fill any shoes that somebody needs you of because that's how you're going to become the master. But never wow. outshine them. Wow. Yes. That was really well said, Steve. Yeah. Congrats. Anyone want to top that? Nick? Shane? No. That was just too good. <laughs> that was just too good. <laughs> And the podcast here. Yeah. We're good. That's Drop a good the mic. spot. That's a good spot to stop. What do you think, Shane? I think it's awesome. I just think after reading the book or listening to the book, I became uh definitely more thoughtful of what I do and why I do things. Yeah. Because you're right. I feel like everyone has these little power plays that kind of help them. And a lot of it's just like social sense in a lot of ways. You don't necessarily say exactly what you're thinking and feeling at all times. You play the long game. And this book really brings that out and how to do it. Um is going to definitely change the way I think and live. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Do you feel like you went from like an awesome, like really nice, happy-go-lucky guy to just like a maniacal asshole after listening to this book? Listening yeah. <laughs> to some of the things, I'm sitting there like, ah, oh, crap, I do this. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm now like, ah, maybe I shouldn't do that. I know. It gets you the sense of like, am I being a bad person? But I don't think you necessarily are, even though you could be if you're using them in certain ways. Does that make any sense? Like you could be using these in a lot of like negative ways. Yes. But you could also be using them for good as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Any final words, Stephen? Or is that the final? That'll be the final word for me. Awesome. Tune in next time that me and Shane cover, what was it, Taoism and Stoicism? Yes. Do you want to give a little prelude on what that is? No. Okay, I'll say it. So I basically became a monk for 10 days, if you don't know this already. And during this 10 days, I didn't do much. I sat and I thought and... Um, I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't look at anyone. But the one thing I did do that was semi-productive was I compared these two philosophies, one stoicism, which is like this 2000 year old philosophy to Taoism, the original like owner of that 
mind mindset is like some random Chinese guy. No one knows who he is or what he does, but he has like all these like bangers of like one liners of like the way you should live and all that. Let's just like that one I just told you about, like how the, uh, the soft and supple will like change and be malleable, um, versus like the hard and brittle will die. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all that kind of stuff is like Taoism and in Stoicism goes a little bit more in depth. We're going to be contrasting those two topics in a later episode, yeah. which I think is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'll give a, give a quick little line. What then is good? The knowledge of things. What is evil? The lack of knowledge of things. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel like I'm doing mental gymnastics just yeah. to understand that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is translated from a different language, so there's like the grammar really isn't there. Just doing a quick skim over of it. But tune in mm-hmm. next time. That's what uh, me and Shane's book topics are going to be next time. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to the pretending to be intellectuals, 48 laws of power. The uh, key word will be power. Oh, good one. Take care, guys.